Welcome back to another edition of the First Day of the Rest of Our Lives podcast. The show where Mike and Leanne get excited because tomorrow's the first day of the rest of their lives. Today, we have a very special guest. Maha Al-Barazi joins us to talk about how she lost over 100 pounds. To contact the show, please go to firstdaypod at protonmail.com or follow us on Instagram at firstdaypod. Now here's Mike and Leanne and Maha Al-Barazi. with us. Welcome back to the first day of the rest of our lives podcast. It's another episode with me and my lovely co-host Leanne. Hello. Hi Leanne. Hi. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. I'm excited to be here, do the show and talk with our special guest who we have right here with us now. Maha Albarazi. How are you, Maha? Hi, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good. How are you? We're so excited you're here. I know. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. It is. It's a real pleasure. We're going to talk all about you today. We're going to learn a lot from her. She has quite an interesting story. She's lost mm-hmm. a lot of weight. She has a set new goals for herself and attain them. So we're going to learn about Maha today. But I do want to remind the listeners to go back, check out our last two episodes. Last week, we had Kevin Spangler on. Fantastic. Kevin Spangler, goal setting, solving your uh, issues through repetition growth and not being afraid to challenge yourself and being open-minded. Kevin Spangler uh, spoke very honestly about his ideas. He runs his own business and he is not afraid to engage and face his fears. And I was really impressed by it. And hopefully you will be too. So check that out. And then two weeks ago, we had Danielle Salinger on. She talked about mental health and how she had lost a child, um, suffered a lot of trauma in her life, but had found peace as a parent and a wife now and continues to find peace, but still struggles like everyone else. So I think it's very relatable and I would love for everybody to check that out. So if you missed the last couple of weeks, they are available on our feed on Spotify, on Apple. Uh, you can rate us on Apple. Five-star ratings are lovely. We love those. Please give us a five-star rating if you like the show and follow us. And of course, First Day Pod, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, First Day Pod at ProtonMail. So, Ma, you are a Syrian immigrant who uh, was living in L.A. and then came to Michigan. Does that sound accurate? Yes. I moved when I was like six years old. My whole family moved uh, to Los Angeles, uh, and I was there for most of my life, and then left um, L.A. when I was 19. So I went to actually Orange County, uh, which is still in in California, but it's like uh, an hour away from my parents. So I moved out, went to art school for a year, didn't get a loan, thankfully, <laughs> the next year, um, and then had to move back. Um, so I did graphic design, interior design. I was a lot, you know, I didn't know what I wanted to do uh, in college, so I kept changing. I uh, went to community college when I moved back home. So thankfully that, you know, got me to kind of, <laughs> you know, kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you know, my brain freezes, uh, just like kind of look into different, I guess, um, see this is what happens. <laughs> Avenues. Yeah, exactly. 
Well, we can talk about that too, actually, why that's yeah. probably happening. So, right. Um, but anyway, okay. So yeah, continue on and then we'll get into kind of what's going on there. For sure. So yeah. um, <laughs> then I ended up moving to Michigan because I realized, you know, I have a passion for special education um, and I get it from my mom. My mom was a, um, a special education music teacher um, you know, overseas. So she taught students with special needs music and I was always around that. Um, so I didn't realize that I had that in me. So ended up leaving California, um, and on your own Michigan on my own. Yep. Wow. <laughs> because in uh, California, uh, to work as a special ed teacher, you need a master's. So I was like, man, I don't even know if I want to <laughs> you know, get to that. So let me go and see, explore, you know, which states have um, good programs and ended up going to Wayne State. Oh, nice. Yep. So I uh, ended up here about nine years ago. Um, it's crazy how time flies. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I'm uh, definitely I teach, not used uh, to. Oh, sorry. I used, go ahead. Oh, that's all right. I used to teach high school uh, social studies for five years. So. Oh, awesome. I, I understand the teaching game, and special ed teachers have always been the coolest people in the whole departments <laughs> of all the departments. Seriously, maybe you know, art teachers were pretty cool too, but art right. and special ed always like the most understanding, um, right. patient, and definitely they like they understand the, generally what difficulties present all of us and what challenges are and how to take your time to figure these things out because the job requires a lot of patience. And I always respected them. They always had a great sense of humor. So that's, right. that's cool. <laughs> I assume you have all of those things too. So. Oh, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Definitely patient though. It's, it's definitely my passion and I love it. You know, it's, it's in me. So. Awesome. And so now are you still, are you still working? So through the pandemic, you're obviously not going in. Um, but were you going in or were you doing that from home? What was happening? Yeah, actually, I've been working for a virtual school for almost a year and a half now. Okay. So thankfully, nothing changed for, for my students or for, for us teachers. Um, so I teach students in Michigan. Ah. Um, yeah, so it's general education, but we also have special education programs, so which is awesome. Uh, you know, that students have a choice to, to stay home. So these are, are kids that, you know, didn't work out for them to, to be in brick and mortar uh, schools, whether it's bullying or health issues or um, whatever it may be, you know, their specific issue. Uh, and the parents decided that this is the best fit and ends up being the best fit for them. And you see them thrive, you know, they're in, in their whole, you know, comfortable environment. So yeah, it's, it's I didn't great. I love it. Thing. Definitely. Yeah, I love it. I actually did it. I moved to uh, Syria when I was in 10th grade. Uh, this was in 2005. So I did virtual back then. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Yeah, for a year, uh, I was able to do that. Um, and it was oh. a program from Virginia, too. So it was, that was a good experience for me. Wow, that's incredible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, so let's just touch on kind of what happened. It wasn't really a big deal at all. Like losing your train of thought it happens to me all the time. Um, <laughs> but uh, for you, it's different because, right. yeah. So tell us a little bit about the accident and, and what happened and, um, how you're feeling now, what's going on now. Right. So actually like next week, July 3rd, it's going to be a year. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I got in a motorcycle accident. I was a, a passenger. I was at the, in, in the back. Um, so we got hit, um, mm. by a Jeep on the left side. So the person took a sharp right turn, didn't see us. 
Um, mm -hmm. I flew off, uh, and then my now husband got pinned, uh, unfortunately, and ran over. So he had to undergo like three different surgeries and, you know, wasn't walking for the longest time. Um, thankfully, you know, a lot better now. Um, but he wasn't walking. Then he had the walker, then he had a cane or crutches and cane, you know, just it took uh -huh. time. So, mm -hmm. and then as for me, I had a concussion mm -hmm. uh, and I had a broken toe and just bruises. So thankfully it wasn't uh, as bad as it could have gotten, you know? So, yeah. but the dealing with a concussion, it's, it's gotten so much better, but mm -hmm. I have noticed so many difficulties, you know, like pot, like losing my train of thought. Mm -hmm. um, I was such a great multitasker. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's not working out for me anymore, but I am mm -hmm. trying, I'm trying to retrain my brain um, to get those skills back, you know, yeah. because that's possible. And it does help that I'm a special education teacher because what I do with my students, I've been doing with me you know, oh. myself. So, you know, cause I do have students that have difficulty processing information and, mm -hmm. um, you know, so yeah, it's been a struggle, but I'm so grateful for the experience because a lot of good came out of it. Um, wow. really? at the time, yeah, at the time, um, you know, he was just my friend. We were just friends. Oh, so <laughs> when the accident happened in July, uh, I stuck around. We were there for each other, you know, through the hard time. Um, and then the next month, he he proposed. <laughs> and oh, we wow. yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so we we eloped uh, in October. Wow. And, yeah, happily ever after. Now. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. It's yeah, he's awesome. It's been so great, and you know, just so supportive. And it's it's nice having that. Um, you know, always positive. We're laughing. Mm -hmm. We're always like having barbecues and just, you know, That's music nice. and just good times. So just trying That's to nice. heal together. That's amazing. That's amazing. And I feel like Mike and I, we've had such a long road um, together, but I feel like this, this pandemic, obviously not the same at all as going through an accident together, but very similar that it, it was a lot of growth that have to happen during that, that had to happen during that time. And um, that brought us, I think, closer together. I think having right. to deal with things together. Um, for you with the concussion, uh, I started telling you there's a functional neurologist in Windsor you might want to come to because mm -hmm. it's not regular medicine. The things that they're finding with the brain are insane. And so he's right. actually able to not, you don't have to tell him what your symptoms are. He'll be able to do a test on your brain and tell you, and then tell you how to fix it. So, okay. um, yeah, I find the brain fascinating. They've come so far. Um, so that we can kind of, uh, lead into with your weight loss, because I really, everybody talks about whether it's, what's the bigger thing? Is it food? Is it exercise? Um, I think the majority of it is mental. I think it's our brain and getting to that point that, I don't know. So what got you to the point that you were like, okay, enough is enough. Like I need to do something about this. Right. Well, when I first moved here, I was this weight that I am now. So okay. I, I, you know, I started gradually gaining the weight, you know, falling into depression. Mm. Uh, I was put on antidepressants uh, for um, like body pain. So I was having like aches and pains and they put me on antidepressant for that. And that made things worse. So I like blew up <laughs> even more. Wow. Like it was only like three months or less. And so I stopped it right away. Um, but and how old were you at this point? 
Um, 20, I was 21 when I moved here. Mm -hmm. Um, so around that time, so 21, 22, 23, um, my, yeah. So 2015 was probably my heaviest, um, that I got. Um, and, and you can, then, by the way, you can also see pictures of Maha on our uh, Instagram page if you mm-hmm. want to get a reference point to see what she looks like now. So yeah. just right. a reminder. And it's so <laughs> fascinating because that we were really good friends um, uh, during that first picture. And when I see the picture now, like who you are as a person, that hasn't really changed for me anyway. I'm sure you feel like you've changed a lot. Right. Um, but I saw you the way that you are right now. So you're so sweet, Leanne. It blew my mind when you showed me the picture because you've always been so strong and just so sweet that like, that's what I think of. Um, But anyway, so, okay. So you got to- Yeah, because I was looking at, remember, because I was, from my previous marriage, from Mm -hmm. uh, my bachelorette party, we had the uh, picture um, at our friend's house and we were side by side and I was looking at that. I was like, oh my goodness, this is how- how big I was, you know? So, yeah. but no, I think there, the day that I realized I need to make a change, um, mm-hmm. was when I went to the doctor and they said I was pre-diabetic. Mm-hmm. And so I, that scared me. I was mm-hmm. like, no, I cannot do this to myself. This is not fair to my body. Uh, this is not mm-hmm. me. I'm not, you know, the type of person to give up. And so yeah. I decided to make a change. And for me personally, it was more what I was eating. Mm-hmm. So, I wasn't, I didn't work out that first year that I started because I had broken my toe. Okay. So I wasn't really like, I didn't go to the gym and I wasn't really doing anything else. I just, I was like, oh, I have a broken toe. I can't do anything. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I can't work my arm. (laughs) You can't do anything, you know? So I just started with diet, you know, just making small changes, honestly. So the first thing I did was I cut out all um, soda. Um, so all sugary uh, drinks or, or pop, if you call it here in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> pop, <laughs> right. yeah. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. Um, so did that uh, and just, and obviously like um, juices and sugary drinks. So just drink water and then mm-hmm. um, black coffee because every morning before going to work, I would go and grab like a double, double, you know, two creams, mm-hmm. two sugars. Mm-hmm. And that is like, was so bad for my body and you know, the sugar. So as soon as I cut the sugar, mm-hmm. I instantly lost like 15 pounds. Oh, wow. Um, you know, so that was the first thing I did and just, you know, upping my, my water intake and then not eating after, you know, eight or seven, not mm. eating at night. That was another thing I did. Um, mm. So that was like a good few months. And then I picked it up. I was like, okay, I need to do a little bit more. So slowly, I started to, you know, bring an exercise uh, into my, my routine and I became vegetarian. That was like okay. the next year. So I decided to become vegetarian and really, and try, yeah, I tried different, you know, um, diets, but honestly it is a lifestyle. And, and what brought you, like, why did you want vegetarian? Is it for the weight loss or was it like, it was it was a documentary that I watched, so I became okay. vegetarian. Oh, that's great. And then I was just inspired. I was just like, man, there's so much stuff that we eat, you know, that is yeah. not good for us. So all the, the meat, um, you know, the antibiotics and, mm-hmm. and just everything that they put in there. As much as you try to find organic, it's not going to be, mm-hmm. you know, as good as the, you know, back in the day where it's like fresh, you know. Right. So 
Yep. I became vegan too after that. So I was, I was vegetarian for six months and then like vegan for three months or something like that. Okay. Uh, which took a lot of, you know, just commitment. And mm-hmm. I, I don't really, I never eat out. Like I don't eat fast food. Mm-hmm. And then if I eat out, it's like sushi or whatever. It's just once in a while. So I, I love to cook. So that also helped, um, you know, just eating lots of veggies. And all of a sudden I noticed I felt better. I got you know, more energy and um, I have vitamin D deficiency. And so I kept doing um, um, blood work. So like maybe every two months or three months, just to make sure that I was Sorry. getting everything uh, all the nutrients uh, that I needed since I was mm-hmm. vegan. I, I, cause I read a lot about people, you know, not getting enough. Um, so, but I wasn't, I didn't have vitamin D deficiency cause of all the greens I was eating. Um, wow. so that helped and I was not diabetic, pre-diabetic anymore. Wow. And that was the best part. So I didn't really notice my weight loss till maybe I would say two years in, a year and a half in, uh, as mm. soon as I started working out, mm. I would say. So like I noticed a big difference. I ended up canceling my gym membership because I noticed that I was just going there to box. I really enjoyed boxing. Cool. So I was like, I can just do that at home. So I bought, you know, like <laughs> a, um, the heavy bag and, and just every morning I would get up at five, drink wow. coffee, and then I would work out. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, How long I did you work out for? So I was consistent for, for a good year. I would mm-hmm. do that. Um, and then I got into running. I forced myself. Mm-hmm. I hate running. My knees hurt when I run. Yeah, I hate it I, too. You know, yeah. I did not like it. So I thought that treadmill running was, you know, better for me. But because if you go outside, you know, as soon as you, you go, you have to come back some, <laughs> somehow. <you know>? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> I'm like, you know, there's no I, just I jumping not off. for me. No, exactly. So, but then I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to do it. And my coworkers and I, uh, we were supposed to do, um, that Windsor Detroit, uh, marathon. Yeah, it was the like international a, half. Oh, yes, exactly. So I was supposed to run six miles and I'm like, I'm going to train for this. You know, I'm like, I can barely run a mile, you know? Oh, cause that. you guys were going to do the relay then the relay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So, and I was supposed to do, be the one from Windsor to Detroit. Oh, neat. Um, so I was training for that. Um, and then I was going through my divorce at that same time of my training. So I lost a lot of weight during that time, you know, from moving and, and just the stress. But at the same time, I was still, I was healthy, you know, I was happy. It, it, I was like leaving a part of my life that was the past, you know, and I was, mm-hmm. I was evolving. That was a time I really evolved, I feel. Um, but I was running every day every day on my lunch break, I would at like, yeah, at 12, I would go and run at least a mile and oh, come wow. back and shower and then just get back to work. So, you know, oh. my job being home helped, you know, to do that. Yeah. Um, but were you um, still waking up at five in the morning or five? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Every day. Yeah. Great. Um, so I ended up then getting an accident. So I wasn't able to join them on the, the relay. So they ended up doing that. But yeah, you know, it was a great, great journey for me to just realize, um, you know, just to take care of my body and, and, and it's not about the weight. It's not about what's on the scale. Mm-hmm. It's about you feeling good about yourself and looking in the mirror and seeing you because I definitely did not see me, you know, every time I would look in the mirror, it was just 
sad, you know, like I was in depression and it was, and it's like, no one is going to get you out of it except yourself. You know, you have to make that decision to take that action. Um, but yeah, that's amazing. (laughs) I'm trying to think of something else that I missed, but Oh, I'm not a vegan anymore. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, really? Yeah, I ended up um, slowly getting back to it and just kind of, you know, trying my best to to eat clean and, and you know, just do what I can. So I still, I always cook. I cook every day, mm-hmm. um, you know, as much as we can. And, and, you know, when you crave something, you can, you can eat a little bit. It's not a big deal. Um, at that point, I don't, I eat sugar. Um, oh. you know, I eat sweets. I used to not crave sweets. I crave sweets. I have them. I don't, it's, it's okay. But I end up knowing, you know, to kind of cut certain things, you know, the next couple of days to kind of make up for it. Oh, or like if I have bread or pasta, cause that's really what I know makes me gain weight. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll it for cut, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> just looking at it or smelling it. That's it. 10 pounds. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I know how to balance now because I kind of got to know my body and, and what makes it kind of poof and yes. <laughs> poof up or, or, you know, bloated or just gain weight or, or not. So, and your energy levels, I feel like if you've gone through that kind of a transformation, you feel better. Like you can, you know, your body energy wise too. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, uh, don't you want more of it though? If- you could just have a little now and walk away or has that been oh, a yeah. trained mindset for you? I mean, how did that happen? I mean, right. Because that's it feels it. like that's it would be a trap. No, it's just a taste. That's it. That's all I needed. You know, it's just a taste. I don't, I don't say no. I used to, I used to be more, um, you know, cautious, but I'm because of, I've lost all this weight and I kind of know how to balance it. I'm okay with gaining five pounds. I don't, you know, whatever I go back and forth mm-hmm. and that's okay with me. You know, it's not, um, you only you, live once. <laughs> do you do anything when you're, cause this is the, this is always a thing back and forth with Mike and I is, mm-hmm. is a cheat meal. Okay. How do you feel about a cheat meal? Yeah. I, I think that's okay. I mean, like I said, like I, I cheat, but I know to, I don't like have like, Oh, I one cheat meal a week or something like that. I don't like count it. Um, just when you're but, feeling it. Yeah. When you're feeling it, but I obviously, you're not going to feel every day because then you're making bad choices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Know, it's just about a balance. It's really about a balance. That's great. You know? And then you just kind of work harder when you're working out to kind of burn that, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so now I, okay, I have another question for you. So I'm just, you said that you didn't really see the weight loss until two years in. For me, if I don't see the weight loss in the first week, I'm done. I'm just right. Like, I give up. So what, like, what was the mindset? How did you keep going through those two years when you really weren't seeing huge, like you said, the first 15 pounds when you changed your lifestyle right. and after that, what was the mindset? How did you keep yourself kind of going? You know, it's, it's like I said, it's a lifestyle, lifestyle change. So mm-hmm. it's about, you know, making good choices and, um, even if you don't see something now, you know that in the future it's going to happen. You know, I would notice maybe small, maybe I lost like one size or something like that, but I didn't see a significant difference until now. Like now that I look back at my pictures, yeah, I do see a difference maybe from the uh, three years ago to like six months in, a year in, 
Like there's minor, you know, differences, but at the same time, like the major difference is as soon as you have that in your lifestyle and you're dedicated mm-hmm. and you, cause I was dedicated, I was vegan. I was like, no way. People tried, they tried to, to you know, get me to eat yeah. <laughs> you know, meat yeah. or whatever yeah. it is when you, you know, you get invited. Um, Just have a little bit. <laughs> exactly. You know, so good. But I was, I stuck to my, you know, myself. So at my, my decision, so that just empowered me. And I, it, I like fed off of it. It just gave me more energy and it gave me, you know, a purpose. And I was like, no, I made, you know, a decision to become vegan. I'm just going to stick to it. So until I decide not to, or if maybe I won't, who knows, whatever it is. But yeah. right now this is what I'm doing. So that's awesome. Oh Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. That's very interesting. I mean, you've done a lot of hard work for yourself. I think a lot of people would be interested to know how they could do it themselves because you make it right. sound not too complicated. You know, you really don't. And here at the first day pod, you know, the secret you, you is willpower. It's definitely oh, yeah. willpower. Willpower. Really? Oh, definitely. You what if somebody's hard on themselves though about their willpower? What if they feel like they lack willpower? Is there a way to you, build that up or improve that? You have to, you have to keep, you know, talking to yourself, honestly. It's all so about forgiveness this. is a part of it then. Oh yeah. Oh, definitely. Because you can't be so hard on yourself. You know, you, you have to keep growing and things happen, but you get back up and you keep going, you know, mm-hmm. well, like I, mean, I have a quote, I have a quote that I wrote down from my favorite book, um, the alchemist. So it says, and, uh, when you want something, all the universe conspires in helping you achieve that. And I truly believe in that, you know, as soon as Mm-hmm. You put a goal in your mind. It's about just, you know, keeping positive and, and just keep going forward and, and working towards that goal because at the end of the day, you're going to really, you know, celebrate, you know, that, Which, that success. Okay. So let's talk about, let's talk about your goals real quick. You, so in the very beginning, you get diagnosed as pre-diabetic and I'm guessing that's your goal is I don't want to be pre-diabetic. Exactly. exactly. So you just do all of the work to do that. But then you said that like relatively, like once you were into the vegan stage, you weren't diabetic anymore. You weren't pre-diabetic right. anymore. Right. Um, so then at that point you could have very easily said, okay, great. Hit my goal. And now like, where's the cheesecake? Like I did it. Right. So did you change goals? Did you now, are you at a point that you didn't really have to make goals or are you constantly making different types of goals? You definitely make making different types of goals. Um, and so, and it takes time. It's not, you know, an overnight thing. Uh, like we said, it's a lifestyle change and it's just about just generally speaking, like for me right now, my goals is just to be, you know, still have energy, have the strength, um, but really for me, it's working on my arms and my arms are extremely like weaker than my legs. So I, I want to build up my arm, my upper body strength. So that's my goal. I told my students before summer break, um, I was like, my goal is to do a cartwheel this summer because I can't do a cartwheel. So, <laughs> and I always talk about, you know, goal setting with my students and having that growth mindset, you know, it's extremely important, um, because, you always want to be better. You know, we're not, you don't stop, you know, right. you have to keep going for, you know, there's always something to work on. Yes. You know, we definitely believe that here. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I and mean, if you have any questions for Maha, or if you're curious how she did this, please mm-hmm. email the show first day pod at protonmail.com. And uh, if you are 
challenging. If you feel like you disagree with her, we welcome that. We would love to hear any <laughs> thoughts on what you hear during the show. So first day pod at protonmail.com. And of course, Instagram, you can send us a picture of yourself. Maybe you can send us a, a weight loss photo or your uh, starting point photo. Hey, I'm just starting today. It's day one. You know, here we do the seven day challenge. Every seven oh, days awesome. we have new challenges <laughs> where we try to include everybody in the community to, uh, make a seven day goal for themselves. And every seven days we can start over. So yes. we'd love oh, yeah. to see that. When it's about nutrition, weight loss, uh, just better health, anything. We're down for it though. And you know, Maha has been an example for everyone to yes. kind of aspire to. And especially, you know, being in the accident, there's yeah. a lot of people who could have used that as an excuse. Mm -hmm. oh, maybe, yeah. maybe, probably a legitimate excuse to be honest with you. I mean, right. But I, I could know. see how that would happen, but you didn't let that happen. Definitely not. And it's also, you know, the support that I have, you know, from my husband now. So you just, it's, you just got to keep going. You know, life, life goes on. Thankfully we're alive. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you just gotta, you yeah. have to heal and, and just keep going. Um, and, you know, hold yourself accountable. You know, you made that decision. And mm. because I remember, I'm trying to think of different bad habits I would have back then I would lie to myself you know like mm -hmm. or like just overeat when and no justify. one was there and justify it and then be like oh I'm not eating that much you know I don't know why I'm you know <laughs> yeah. but it's like come on you know just so the first step is just acknowledging the problem yes. you know so yeah. but definitely aware of you know different things and different choices yeah. Do you feel you need a, an accountability partner or do oh, you find, even though you have support, do you find that it's up to you in the end? No, I, I like the support just to, like, you know, just minimal support, but I like doing things on my own. I like, um, holding myself accountable. It's nice to have someone, but for me, I don't know. It's, I like alone time. I like, I've grown to like that. I used to not, I used to think, Oh, I always need people around me and, you know, just mm -hmm. have that, um, justification from others. But you realize that, no, it has to come from you because, you know, if it doesn't, then, right. You know, you're really not going to push yourself. Um, mm -hmm. but it's obviously it's, it's, it helps having that support around you as well. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We talk, we talk about that too. And I actually, I go back and forth with it. Do I need an accountability? Like, do I need somebody that's also doing it or that's checking in with me or don't I? And it really does. It does change. Um, again, with mindset and like you said, with willpower, it changes. And so I feel like um, I've got a girlfriend that's really starting to look at kind of her, um, like as women, we go through, right, our 28-day cycle. And through that, our energy changes, our mm -hmm. mood change, our, all of it changes. And she's actually starting to kind of look at being easier on herself in all aspects. Um, because even with like, I know for me at a certain point, I could run a marathon every single day for a week, right? And then there's certain points through that month that like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to walk up the stairs. Like I'm just so right. energy. And so I think feeling like you said, feeling your body and getting to know your body and then being easy on yourself and then pushing yourself when you have that energy, I think it's really important. Um, I've just started, um, when you were talking about 
you know, I would just eat all kinds of stuff. And then I would say, oh, no, just wasn't a lot. It was fine. Like I'm notorious for that. Right. So this past week I've written down every single thing that I've put in my mouth, mm-hmm. um, which has helped because either I would go to do it. And then I was like, oh gosh, if I end up showing this to anybody, like even Mike, I don't want him to know that I'm <laughs> so I wouldn't put it in my mouth. Um, but the awareness when you're uh-huh. writing it out has been huge for me and seeing patterns of when I'm eating and, and stuff. So when you were going through the process at all, did you ever write down what you were eating or keep track of any part of that? I started to, but then it just got too much for me. So I just ended up mentally, you know, mm-hmm. putting like a, a checklist. Um, and then I also did intermittent fasting. That was another okay. thing I did. Yeah. So I wouldn't eat for, um, you know, certain hours of the day, like I'll start maybe from 12 and, uh, you know, just snack. Um, and then maybe by six or seven, I wouldn't eat anymore. So that also helped too. Um, and I do that now too sometimes. Um, but that definitely helped me. Um, but funny story. I remember, uh, when I, when we eloped in October, so my family came from LA and my grandma, my grandma looked at me and she hasn't seen me so it was about 10 months because it was December or January when I went to visit last. And so that's when they noticed. So that 10 months um, was like my most um, uh, change and difference. Yeah. So she's like, there's no way you didn't do like a lap band surgery or, you know, like she's like, there's no way you did this naturally. She looked at me and she's like, you look great, but there is no way. I was like, <laughs> I was like, that's that grandma. I swear. Oh, wow. I didn't do it. I wouldn't do that stuff. Like it's a healthy way so I can keep it off. I don't want to like put my you know, body through surgery and, you know, be sick to lose weight. Like, I mean, if that works for some people, that's great. But, Mm -hmm. you know, for me looking into that, I was like, no, I'm not going to do it like that. I want to do it the hard, harder way, healthy way. Sustainable. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Not saying that the other way is not hard, but Mm -hmm. just knowing that, you know, it's, it's a process and it's a lifestyle change and, Mm -hmm. and there's no easy way out. No. And, and I can do it. You know, I just kept telling myself, you know, just, you have to keep, you know, <laughs> yeah, talking, yeah. Talking yourself up, you know? Yeah. Well, even with those surgeries, it's interesting because I used to like, when I was younger, I was like, Oh, that's just so easy. You just get the surgery and then you're done. But it's not no. because you, in order to keep that up, you have to keep it up. You exactly. can't eat cheesecake for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then think that it's going to be okay. Right. So you, the way that, that you did it, I feel is, um, a much, it's a much better way because you can go slowly and learn that lifestyle. I've had friends that have had the surgery and the mental part of it at the end, because now they're like, they're starting to do right. well, but they, they haven't developed that kind of, um, willpower that you said that you developed as you went through the journey. Right. So, no, definitely. Yeah. It's very interesting. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I know it's, it's, um, it's a great achievement. I would say I'm very proud of myself. Um, mm-hmm. you know, for, I look back and I'm like, wow, I can't believe I let myself, you know, get to that. But at the same time, I'm glad I got myself out because, yes. you know, I, I wasn't really, really, you know, bad depression. Um, so, but thankfully not anymore. Do you think that was, was that more situational? Like, so 
were you diagnosed with depression or were you really feeling depression and it was more situational or? I was diagnosed with depression. I have anxiety and PTSD. Um, So I got a puppy. So he's two years now, um, two years old. I got him when he was like six weeks old. So that helped me a lot. That helped me a lot with, you know, getting out, um, you know, just staying positive and just having that emotional support. Mm -hmm. Um, But definitely you just got to have positive thoughts and and just keep going and not give up. And it's, it's hard. It's not easy, you know, but at the same time, it's, your mental health and your physical health is the most important thing, you know, so that you can succeed in life. Like, how are you going to, you know, work? How are you going to have relationships? How are you going to be the best person that you can be if you're not taking care of yourself? Right. How are those interrelated for you? How does your mental health and physical health intertwine? Do you see correlations between feeling better and not feeling as uneasy or anxious or even depressed when you feel physically healthier or no? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yes. Especially the working out part. Uh, anytime I feel down, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, it happens, of you know, course. I don't have, yeah, I don't have bad depression, but sometimes you don't feel well, you know, mm-hmm. I, I go work out, you know, I make sure that I release the energy and, you know, if I'm like feeling bored or just, you know, especially now I'm working from home, so mm-hmm. it's harder and well, we're on lockdown anyways, but you know, even before, <laughs> yeah. so you have to take the extra step to know what you need, you know, uh, just have that awareness. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. And your husband. So have you talked to your husband about like everything that you've kind of been through with the depression and stuff? And can he kind of see if you don't see when you're kind of falling kind of back into it? Oh, we've, we've definitely talked about it, but I don't have, we, he doesn't see any of that. You know, no. we're always, no, it's, it's so different, you know, for me now, we're just, mm. everything is positive, you know, there's no depression <laughs> like before. So yeah, he's very supportive and, uh, and he's such a positive, positive person and just yeah. funny and laughing all the time and just, you know, have always wants to have a good time. And yeah, oh, so awesome. that helps, you know, that helps having that, that kind yes. of partner. Yeah. Your environment is huge in this. Definitely. And I have an awesome mother-in-law that, um, you know, lives with us too. So she's just so sweet and, you know, it's, it's great too. Yeah. And also have an addition, you know, dog, they have a a little dog too. So two dogs. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, that is so good to hear. Okay. So, um, when you were talking, you were talking about like, you just didn't feel kind of yeah, I think you use the word worthy, but it was like, you didn't feel like, so how did, did you get out of that just by taking the action or did you work on that while you were working on the diet and the exercise? Like, did, or were it you came hand in hand? It definitely came hand in hand. Yeah. So I, even like my, my siblings, you know, and when, when they saw me last, they were telling me like, you did not look happy, you know, before mm-hmm. you just, you were not, even if you're smiling, it's just that you did not, you were not yourself. You didn't look happy. You were not yourself. So, mm-hmm. and I knew I was in denial back then. I, you know, like yeah. you think you're happy. You think you try, I guess, but you yeah. are in a deep hole. So, you know, it's just about, you know, trying to get out of it, but help mm-hmm. it. That helped it. It's definitely hand in hand that, you know, working on, on myself and on that. So, yeah. Um, 
I super, you just <laughs> blow my mind. Like that's, and then you've kept it off. So how like, so it took you two years, three years? I would say, yeah, total three years slowly, but that last year, I guess that last 10 months was the most significant. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that was also situational too. Like, like I said, so I was moving out Mm -hmm. the move. I moved out all on my own. So just getting all, you know, just moving is is the workout. And so, yeah, that helped, um, just to keep going. And then, like I said, just not giving up. I, made sure that I would not make excuses because, you know, even if I didn't feel like it, I would still get up and, and work out, you know, like there, there was no excuse for me. Um, so now after the accident, I feel like I'm not as, um, uh, what's what I'm looking for? Uh, this is what happens. <laughs> I know. I know. I went through the same thing. Yeah. I apologize. I think everybody needs to be aware of that too. That's why Maha went through quite an accident. So people Mm -hmm. need to be aware and they were listening to this like, oh, what, she couldn't come up with a word? This is is in action. This is a concussion in action. This is very Mm -hmm. difficult to deal with. And, you know, Leanne understands it. And I think Mm -hmm. people really, really who don't understand it or dismiss concussions as not being a big deal, you really need a reality check on this. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I I know. I used to feel that way when people would say, Oh, I had a concussion. I don't know what was wrong with me, but I was like, and are you fine now? Like, yeah. <laughs> like you had the accident six months ago. Like you're talking to me now. So you're fine. Cause you're not right. Right. And I looked at it more like almost like a migraine, like, you know what I mean? Like you're over it, get over it. Right. Right. Um, I, it was the same. So I'm going on uh, February will be two years. So it's been about a year and a half, maybe, I guess. Oh, wow. Um, and I told Mike, I was, I was with this doctor and he's amazing, but then the pan and I was doing so good. I was doing so mm. good. And then the pandemic happened and I wasn't able to go see him and I wasn't done my treatment yet. So now I'm going through where I'm starting to fall back into okay. the things like my multitasking I was able to do it. He fixed me. And now I'm like, I'm not able to do that again. And it's really okay. interesting that like, once you go through something like that, you, you get to know, like with you, with your body, you've gone through a huge transformation. So you can feel your body and you know, what's right and what's wrong and how to change it. Same thing with your mind. Once you go through a concussion and God, I hope that you don't like, if you're listening to this, that you never have to. Right you start seeing your mind differently. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, very, very interesting. And so, um, okay. So <laughs> I'm at the same thing. I was like, were you losing your train of thought? <laughs> no. Oh, all the time, all the time. Yeah. So, oh. but it's fine. As long as you keep, you know, I'm so glad you're, you know, you're doing a lot better too. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, a, it's, um, I don't know. And I think too, I was, I was talking to somebody about it and I was like, when you go through something like this, now that, you know, um, I feel like if, if I was going through the things that I go through now, you know, pre accident, I'd just be like, I'm stressed. I'm overworked. I'm tired. I'm whatever. And now like you realize, no, there's something going on. And, um, he was telling me, I think it was, I think it was my doctor or somebody else I was talking to. Cause once you like have a concussion, it's like everybody comes out of the work woodwork and tells you their stories. 
but that they were saying that a lot of people have concussions without even knowing it, especially in the winter, they'll like, they'll smack their head off of the cement when they fall. But then because they're kind of okay, like they don't, you know, it hurts, but then they're okay the next day. And then the symptoms don't start until like a week later, two weeks later, they forget about the fall and they start blaming it on their age or their lifestyle. And so any of you that are listening to it right now, be aware of if something is happening differently with your cognition in any respect, think back. And if you had some sort of, um, whether a fall or you hit your head, even just like washing the floor and getting up and hitting it on the countertop on the island, like everybody has their stories, get it checked because it might not just be, you know, there might be a better fix instead of just blaming it. Definitely. And I remember like when the accident happened a few days later. Um, so my husband was in surgery and, uh, his, uh, family friend came by and at the hospital and we were standing outside, um, with his mom and family friend and and the doctor came out, um, the surgeon to tell us, um, updates and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so then the friend left and came back. Mm -hmm. And so I remember telling him what the doctor said. And he's like, he's like, Maha, I was, I was right there next to you. And so that's when I realized I was like, Oh Uh -oh. God. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know how bad it was. And then slowly like things would happen and, Mm -hmm. and I would realize how bad it was. Or like Mm -hmm. someone asked me to grab something and I went to the other room and I was like looking around, like, I don't remember what I was supposed to grab. And and so, Mm -hmm. but then I would like, shut down and like my I would be upset with myself and I would mm-hmm. get emotional and, and I remember crying I was like oh my god I can't believe mm-hmm. I'm like this right now yeah so I definitely yeah it is so it was so frustrating and it's still now frustrating at times now when I mm-hmm. lose you know my words and I'm like oh my god yeah. I'm already I'm bilingual so I already have a hard time teaching <laughs> <laughs> languages <laughs> yeah uh, but no you're doing really really well I know that you're feeling like you're you're seeing it, but you're doing really well in here. I think this interview has been amazing. I don't know, Mike, if you have anything else that you want to ask or Maha, if you have anything else you want to share, but I think it was incredible. I'm really looking forward to going through doing the show notes so I can really see some of the breakdowns of this because um, there's a lot that I'm going to be taking away. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And I, I apologize to you guys and listeners for if, you know, my thoughts were all over the place, but. <laughs> no. Oh, very inspiring. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. This yeah. is interesting. You're a, you're somebody that people can look to. You've lost a hundred pounds. That's not yes. easy to do. It's not. Definitely. You can say the words. It's really easy to say. Yeah. I lost a hundred pounds. Yeah. Oh yeah. The work involved no. is. It's crazy. It's crazy. Great. You can definitely, anyone can do it, honestly. That's, I truly believe that in my mind. Like if you put your, your mind to anything, you can definitely do it. You know, mm-hmm. if, if that's something that you want to do, mm-hmm. just working hard for it, it'll, uh, you know, it'll come to you. Yeah. Well, it seems to be the repetition the last couple of weeks. Everyone says, hey, if you focus yep. on it, it'll happen. Exactly. So I, I mean, everybody is different. We know that. That goes without saying, but there is certain patterns that people can share and repeat and learn definitely a better way to do things a better way to go forward maybe a chance to create a new version of yourself the better version the ideal version where you feel very comfortable so i'm excited i I think this has been very useful and if anybody wants to engage please 
firstdaypod at protonmail.com. That's our email. Firstdaypod on Instagram. We also are available Tuesday nights. We usually check in and talk about the episode that we just did. And Thursday nights, we'll do kind of a weekly update to see how everybody's doing with their seven-day challenge and Mm -hmm. how we felt about the episode. And, uh, you know, these are the things that engage us and connect us with everybody. So Maha, we really thank you for coming on the show because without you coming on the show, it just wouldn't be the same for us. The podcast doesn't exist without other people. So thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you so much for having me again. And I love the name of your podcast. You know, it's the first day of the rest of your life. And, you know, <laughs> I love it. Yes. Oh, yeah. cool. Absolutely. Well, that's great. Thank we love you. To hear that. Thank you so much, Maha. Yes. And uh, so that's it for the show. This has been first day of the rest of our lives podcast thank you for joining us uh thank you to maha for coming on she's been wonderful and very thought-provoking so thanks for joining us bye 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 thank you